Who you calling crazy? Welcome to Who You Calling Crazy. This is a unique mental health podcast. We are erasing the stigma and elevating and normalizing dialogue around mental health. Of course, we'll be sharing practical therapy tips, but most importantly, we'll be diving into the stories and vulnerability of people you know or want to know. I'm your host, Juliette Kuhnley. My friend Josh Villapando joins us on the episode today. He has a background of working in the food and service industry, fine dining, and has owned the Assorted Table Wine Shop in Charlotte, North Carolina for the past eight years. Uh, Can't wait for you to check out our discussion. But my name is uh, Josh Villapando. My beautiful wife, Jenny, and I own Assorted Table Wine Shop in the 7th Street Public Market. Um, December 3rd, we're now eight years old. Oh my and, gosh, we um, missed your party this year. He usually I'm has not, the most amazing birthday party. But um, yeah, we have the most comprehensive and esoteric international wine selection in Charlotte. Um, it's it's really a, a wine nerd's paradise. It's a, it's a library of everything from the usual suspect like California Cabernets and, and uh, you know, French white burgundies to wine from, you know, Lebanon, Croatia, Macedonia, Finger Lakes, New York, uh, New, New Mexico, Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, you name it. I mean, we just, it, it's so much fun being yeah. over there. You have introduced us to so many um, just different countries and regions. And Josh is so cool about it because he's like, he sends sometimes like soil samples with your wine <laughs> and like, just teach. I mean, I told you guys nerd, but it's so cool. Um, so anyway, I could go on and on because um we love his shop and love him. Okay, so I just want to kick us off. So when I say mental health, what does that mean to you? And can you speak to it from like pre-pandemic and now and you just share what you want, man? Well, I think I'm, I was in a good place because our business was relatively young and I don't come from an entrepreneurial background. And um, a lot of, you know, anxiety came from, um, my ignorance about, you know, just things I didn't know about be, being an owner mm. and mistakes that I had made. So when, I know this is going to sound really crazy, but when COVID-19, you know, made it stateside, um, it was just another thing to pivot. Mm. So it, I was already in the habit for the previous, okay. what I was, seven years of just correcting mistakes or like, you know, dealing with, oh, you know what? I stepped in this pile of stuff and uh-huh. now how, you know, like, how do I clean myself up? How do I dig myself out of this hole? Da, 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 da. Okay. Interesting. So it didn't feel like this huge punch in the gut. Like you were used to having to kind of stay on your toes. Right. Because I was already in the habit of doing so. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting, but that's a good thing, right? I mean, cause you were used to being flexible. You were used to pivoting and it seems like you've been successful in doing that. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah. I, uh-huh. I, I don't, I don't claim to be great at, at this game of, of promoting my own business. Yeah. I don't uh-huh. claim to be great at being, you know, a, a well, and that's what's so cool about you yeah. though, because it's humble. It's like, I'm doing this because I'm passionate about it. Like that's why you're doing it. Right. I mean, it's like your, your thing. <laughs> Well, I was I was dared to do it, so I was just like, "Are you serious?" Oh uh, yeah. So basically, in October of 2012, I just got a call said, "You know, word on the street is you've always wanted to have your own business. Put your money where your mouth is." I didn't. So know yes, that. I had been flapping my gums for years, for uh-huh. like probably 20 years before mm-hmm. that. 
you know, oh saying, oh, yeah, one of these days I'm going to do my own blah, 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 blah. You know, and sh- and sure enough, you know, I'd been working for small mom and pop, you know, yep. you know businesses in, in greater Charlotte and, and other, you know, places in the country. And, you know, when when you, when they say, you know, do it or stop talking, then I was just like, yeah, I, I really need to do it. You did that though. So, so this, that's a really cool perspective from like mental health lens though, of like mm-hmm. what, when we kind of hold back. So we think that we have these big dreams or we might kind of feel that imposter syndrome or like, I'm not capable. I'm not competent. It, you know, it can't be me or like, but you, so you did it. You took the leap and you said, I'm going to take this risk and there must be some belief that it, it will, something will come of it or I'll be okay. So I think that's actually really cool that you felt resilient enough to do that. <laughs> Well, yeah, the, the product knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, the, the things that we, my, my, my customer service, my ability to manage others, my conflict, my customer yeah. conflict resolution, like mm-hmm. all of those things, no problem. But there, what is behind the curtain as far mm-hmm. as being an owner was completely alien to me. Yep. Yep. And so thank God your wife was on board too. And like, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing is everyone believed in me, but me. Uh, isn't that so common? Yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah. She, Jenny, right. my, my wife, she was, she was all about it. And I was just, yeah. Oh she never gosh. had a doubt. Well, we What's tend to be our own worst critics. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I love that. And you both have been in the food and beverage or food and wine industry forever. Oh yeah. Um, and are both like completely successful in your own rights. Um, <laughs> thank you for saying that. Oh yeah. Like, but it's, it's just, you know, we get to see your face a lot more. Um, and so, you know, it's just like really cool to hear though, how it start, how it started. And now you're eight years old. I mean, it's a huge mm-hmm. deal. Okay. So give me some other insights as far as mental health, like um, either just in the small business ownership world or in the, the wine, food and wine industry, like do people talk about it? Do people ask like, are you, how you doing? Are you okay? Like oh, how are absolutely. people checking in? Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're always checking and I think part, there's a there's a there's a dance that you have to play between being completely honest and mm-hmm. um, and also you know like famous you know sports players have these like cliches that they'll say yeah. you know that just like kind of whenever there's a reporter in front of them yeah um, so you have to have a combination of those kind of you know, uh, just kind of not, I don't want to call them one liners, but um, uh-huh. where they're superficial you, or they're, or they're real. <laughs> yeah. You just kind of have to balance out and maybe also with your audience, you know, who you're talking to. That's exactly because right. if, if I were to just like vomit all of my problems, like, Oh, this happened with the accountant and my, you know, my, my bank account went into the mm-hmm. red and da, 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 it's just like, they were just asking, you know, how my day was, you know, Right. They, they just thought they, you were going to say, fine, how are you? Yeah, they didn't need the diatribe of, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. And I think that's why, like, I vibe with you so hard because I'm like, I, like, you can tell, though, when somebody is willing to be authentic or, like, mm-hmm. they are, like, they have that depth. And we're so used to, like, the social norms of the, the one-liners, fine, how are you? Um, but, like, sometimes it's just, like, you know, you want to keep it real. And like you said, you got to know your audience. But right. you, it sounds like you know your people that you can do that with within the industry or other owners or um, colleagues and that you'll do it if you need to. Okay. So Juliet, to, to your point specifically with, with my with, uh, fine dining and mm-hmm. culinary and wine, et cetera. Um, I have been very fortunate in having um, 
maybe call it less than two handfuls of mentors, former bosses, colleagues, folks that, you know, just like people that I respect yeah. that I'm able to bounce ideas off of. And yeah. then I get feedback and then I say, this is applicable and this is not. Got so it. as far as like mental health, you know, like, yeah, I'm always just surrounding myself and, and always just like uh, asking my mentors, like, okay, mm -hmm. what, what, what's the next move here? How do I address this? Blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So say nothing of the fact that in, in the seventh street public market, I also have colleagues that are in the, yes. we're all in the same boat. You know? Right. Right. But again, kind of the humble nature of like knowing that you don't know it all. <laughs> so like, it's okay to go ask these people right. for help. And like, but again, how many of us feel like we got to put out this front, put on this front, like we got this, but. Right. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Um, okay. So I'm interested just as far as like wine and tracking kind of in the pandemic, like um, you guys have done an awesome job of like starting to offer a lot more, like we're going to send these tasting sets home or partner with Orman's cheese and do, you know, kind of do these at home things, a lot of virtual tastings. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm just also curious about what you've seen as far as people's like habits. Um, do you have any insight on that? Like, has it turned into more of a hobby for people or a um, habit? <laughs> I think possibly their consumption has increased. Uh -huh. um, what, this is what I can tell you about um, our sales during COVID. Um, so much of that has to do with my com coming in on over two decades of serving these guests mm -hmm. in, in Charlotte and them saying, we, we want Josh to win. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, I mean, this is, it's been so crazy having customers that honestly I hadn't seen since, mm. you know, past and provisions days. And that was like back in 2009 mm -hmm. and they called and some of them had moved to what there was a, there's a family that moved to Dallas, Texas, you know? Oh my gosh. And they and support they you. Just like, Josh, what can we do? <gasps> you know? Oh, that gives me it was, chills. It, it was nuts. Okay. But I hope you receive that, man. Like, oh, absolutely. Okay, good. Cause that is just a testament to you and what you've created. And, uh, um, ah, that's, that gives me chills. No, it's been, it's been every single sale. No lie. All these, all these curbside pickup sales. Mm -hmm. I almost want to cry every time, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's it, just the, the, the show of support. Yeah. The show of support yeah. has been immense. Yeah. So yes. that each one of those has been like a little baby affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in a time that, when that's so many people with are... my mental health for sure, for sure. Yes, and but and I and so I just for anybody watching, like when I say like I hope you receive that, it's really hard for us and for a lot of people sometimes to take compliments, receive compliments, or like own them or claim them. You know, I think mm -hmm. we tend to be like, oh, this old thing, you know, and kind of like push it off or. Um, it, it can just be, feel awkward, but mm -hmm. if you allow yourself to just own it, claim it, receive it, um, like to your point, Josh, like it, it does, it can feed, right? I mean, we don't want to be like always reliant on external validation, but like just receive it. I think it's amazing. Okay. Everett wants to know what you're drinking. I am drinking the Cleto Chiarli, um, mm -hmm. Lambrusco. I'm drinking mm -hmm. exactly what you're drinking. Oh, yay. Yay. It's so pretty. Mm -hmm. And also, okay, is Parma, is this the same region as Parma, Italy? Correct. Okay, That's so you right. know my, you know our dog's name is Parma. <laughs> no. Because of, yes, because so, of this region. Is, yeah, so I know, it's so total nerds. 
I, w- I was very fortunate. And again, with these, with these mentors and, and former bosses of mine, they were extremely generous. They took me under their wing. Um, I had a huge you know, um, immersion into um, Italian mm. culinary and, and wine. And the thing is, for, for many inophiles, for, for wine lovers, Italian wine is like the most difficult. It's the most challenging. There's so many grape varietals. It's just, it's very, it's very complicated. Okay. And for me, it was just like breathing. Uh, you know? yeah. And the region of Parma, you know, Emilia Romagna, which is this region that uh, is just north of Tuscany, Umbria, and the Marche. It spans from like the Mediterranean all the way to the Adriatic side of, of the boot of Italy. Okay. Um, it is the home for the best foodstuffs in Western Europe. I mean, yeah, yeah the prosciutto di Parma yes. comes from them. Yes. Um, Parmigiano Reggiano comes mm-hmm. from there. I mean, it's just like there's so much amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous. And oh, yeah, gorgeous. It's beautiful out there. Yeah, yeah. And then Modena, of course, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we could all. Oh, yeah. On. Balsamic. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. We could go on and on about this. Okay. So, your go to self care activity. So, like when you're working your self to the bone with long hours and everything like what do you need to do to recharge or what do you do well i'm very fortunate during um the quarantine i mean i have an amazing supportive wife Mm -hmm. jenny who you know she's just she's just her undying love and and just what if for those of you that have been to a sort of table wine shop it, it doesn't make any sense. I call it a mashup between like <laughs> MacGyver and Sanford and Son and Montessori education. It's just like, oh my gosh. weird, like toys and bikes and wine and beer. I mean, it's just really weird. And uh-huh. it's just, she's like, but during all of this, she's just like, she just uh-huh. says yes. Yeah. So yeah. that, that is to, like for me to just feel mm. supported in that way. And then also during quarantine, you know, we, we have a kid, we have, a mm-hmm. you know, a little, you know, now four-year-old He's four son. now. Oh my gosh. And so, yeah, I, you know, I will, that's, that's my, I'm just, I recharge just like being with you your know, people, smelling and breathing them in, you know, that's just right. like snuggling up, you know, that's right. So, and, and are you, are you popping locking at all? Any, like break dancing at all in quarantine? Oh, of course. You've seen okay. this kid. Yeah. He's an incredible dancer. Yeah. He's no, not him. Dancer. I want to know if you are, I want to know if you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We, we, uh, yeah, when some family a really, pop and good, a really good morning is, yeah, play, playing some 80s, um, you know, breakdance music, some hip hop, whatever, and then, um, you know, playing piano, singing. He's a great singer, Aww. you know, we're so we're like, even, you know, he, he's like creating his own songs together, oh, so wow. yes, dancing, singing, playing piano, um, all that. If, if I can pull that off before. Yes. Uh, going into work in the morning, then that's a win. That's oh a my win. god, I didn't realize you're a pianist. I also play, so that's like another thing. All right, so and you've been all over the world, so this question could be like kind of bring some of that in. But so you know, we're sun counseling and wellness, so I just ask everybody like, do you prefer the sunrise or the sunset, and why? I prefer the sunrise, um, and it is. Maybe I equate it similar to, you know, the smell and the taste of coffee. It's just like, this mm-hmm. is, this is, um, you know, one little kind of symbol saying, okay, let, let's get yeah. after it. Let's, let's tackle this day. Yeah, that's cool. Sunrise. Everyone, everyone wants to know if you're drawing at all. Do you draw? Do, oh, yes, I draw. I definitely draw. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I had this really Zen moment um, 
when I think Ellie, my son, he was maybe like two years old and he was drawing on butcher paper and I was drawing and I really captured him just with crayons. Mm. I was like, what the heck? I've not drawn that well in since like college. Mm-hmm. That's so, when yeah, you're like in the draw, drawing helps. Yeah. That's when you're in the flow. Like when you're just mm-hmm. like in, you lose track of time. You're just like in the zone like that. And so again, just kind of pulling in some mental health tips around that. Like we encourage that people who are feeling stuck, like find the thing that gets you in the flow. If it was a pop and lock in with your son, if it's um, draw, I mean, whatever, just, you got, we got to make time for creativity and that you are good at. Like your shop is creative. You're creative. Your wardrobe is creative. I just, I love it. <laughs> well, one thing as far as like dealing with the anxiety and, and, and panic and everything that's happening during, you know, COVID-19 and the political atmosphere, et cetera, whatever it is, um, one thing is just mm-hmm. knowing what I can control and what I cannot control. Yes. And if I can recognize, yes. it's just like, yes, this is stressing me out. However, there's really nothing I can do about it. Then I'm going to yeah. try to make my feel myself feel okay by, you know, being able to control something, you know, make yeah. affect positive yeah. change out of something that I can control. That's right. And there's, there's a lot of freedom when we give ourselves permission to let go of what we can't control, mm-hmm. just accept it. And mm-hmm. we call that radical acceptance. Like, it's like a fancy way of saying it is what it is. <laughs> mm. um, but it just like feels it. a little bit more like a little less passive than just it is what it is. But like, okay, radical acceptance means like, I get it, I see it. But then to your point, pivoting to something that maybe you feel like you have some semblance of control around to kind of recenter you. Right. Um, uh, I love it. It's a beautiful distraction. Yep. Yep. Hey, man, I'm so glad to just talk with you. So we hit on a lot of really cool topics in this episode about owning a small business, being able to claim and know our strengths, uh, the circles of control, the importance of creativity. But one thing I wanted to highlight is why it's so hard to receive compliments And I think we really are taught in our society and culturally to be modest and to not focus on ourselves. And so we tend to deflect or discount the compliment or just turn it right back around to the other person. But I really do think that this is an unhealthy habit and that we need to learn how to be able to claim and receive when someone gives us a compliment or an affirmation. So I want you just to practice this week, if someone does that, to just say thank you. Just say those two words, no matter what's going on internally for you, just say, thank you, sit with it. See if you can kind of take it in and and let it like reverberate in your body and, and just, just own it and see what happens. And the more you practice that, the more comfortable it will get. It's not arrogant. It's not selfish. You're not running around screaming about, yo, they said this, that means I'm better than you. No, this is just about you being able to accept and receive and just see how that feels and see how that helps your sense of self. Try it. So who you calling crazy? I think you mean human. We are removing the stigma, y'all. Say it loud and proud. Yep, I go to therapy.